Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast, where two football diehard fans feel the joy and pain of being lifelong Washington fans. They will bring you an unapologetic and an occasional level-headed opinion. So hold on as we fight for old D.C. with your two favorite knuckleheads. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And remotely, once again, we got my main man, Reggie. Yes, sir, man. I'm coming to you once again, Ken, from uh, a secret remote location, if you will. Uh, yes, yes. I'm, 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 in, I'm in the tree fort, and uh, we don't know where Reggie is. It's a, uh, a top secret location. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. But, but thanks, thanks to technology, man, we're able to uh, pull this thing off once again. So uh, we'll be back, I guess, uh, after the uh, Eagles game, which is what we're previewing here today, right, and uh, be able to get back in the uh, same room together and and uh, get this thing back to to some normalcy, but but here we are, man, looking at our uh, preview of the uh, next to the last game against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, yeah, uh, kind of like how we had back, you know, almost back to back Cowboys games. We're doing the same thing with Philly, right? Yeah. Just two weeks ago, we played Philly and play the Cowboys and we're back to playing Philly again. And uh you know, when you when you win, you look forward to playing them again. But when you don't play so well, you, you kind of cringe a little bit and and wonder if, you know, can you fix some of the things that that you did the previous game against that team. Right, right. Well, we certainly hope that uh the results um the second time around won't be the same as they were the first time around. That's for sure because we, you know, we thought things would be a little bit different the second time around against Dallas and we know how that turned out. Right. And so now we get a second chance at Philly and hopefully the results will be a little bit different this time around. We have them at home. So having them at home, hopefully would, would be a little bit better for us. And uh, so, so hopefully again, the results will be a little bit different than the second go around against the Eagles. Yeah. And we've gotten a little, a little bit healthier. You know, some of the people that we talked about were on, on the COVID list, um, you know, not only were they on the COVID list and not practicing, you know, some of them were actually sick. You know, a lot of times we think of, I think a lot of us these days think, oh, well, they're on the COVID list just means that they tested, but they felt fine. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like having the flu for a week, you know, or, yeah. or, or, or for some people worse. Right. So yeah. even though after you get over it, um, you know, it takes a week or two to, to recover and get up to full speed just health wise conditioning wise um just get your mind cleared uh you know speaking to somebody who had it and you get a you get a foggy head for for a few for a handful of days there also um yeah so you know so many people got off of it last week but it was basically a day or two before the game so this additional week hopefully has everybody that was on the covid list just truly feeling closer to themselves, closer to 100%. Well, yeah, and, and to your point, there, there were cer- some of those guys who definitely were not asymptomatic. Some of those guys were actually sick. Absolutely. Um, but as a fan, uh, my biggest concern is not so much how they will feel as much as I wonder who's checked out, right? Because at this sure, point, sure. I know mathematically we're still in it, but a lot of things has to happen um, for us to get into the playoffs, um, which, if I'm being honest, I don't think it's going to happen for uh, us. And so I yeah, wonder no, if no way, yeah. Uh, and I, so I wonder if some of the guys, healthy or not, coming back from COVID or not, I just wonder how many guys have already kind of checked it in. So it's going to be a testament to 
the coaching staff and those guys to see that regardless of us being out of it, will they still come out, show up, show out, play hard, knowing that, you know, maybe the job's on the line or maybe they're auditioning for the other 31 teams. Uh, and, and actually put some good product on the field for the fans for the next two weeks. Yeah, and just some personal pride, right? Um, you, yeah. no, Nobody wants to get a butt whooping, right? In the last couple of weeks, that's what, that's what Washington has gotten. So you, you hope that they get out there and in the first quarter that, they're able to produce, you know, they're, they're able to put some points on the board, even if it's a field goal or two that, you know, that means they're moving the ball. It's from a confidence level. Um, if you're able to hold Philadelphia and again, even if they score a field goal, that probably means you had a stop or two, you know, along the way right. early in the game. And it gives you some confidence, you know, that you're, that you're in the game. You're not, the game's not over at the end of the first quarter or, or the first right. half. If that's the case, then people do probably check out, no, again, not that they're not playing hard, but they're just not. They're just not as focused. They're waiting for the right. game to get over. Right, waiting for the game. Guys trying not to get injured. They don't want to go into the off season rehabbing an injury as opposed to uh, getting healthy and preparing for the up next season. Right. Uh, you don't want to be rehabbing in your off season. But, but yeah, man, I, I I hope that those guys come out there playing with pride. I mean, I didn't want to get into the the, the stat thing, but I do know over the last two weeks our defense has given up over a thousand yards of offense between yeah. the Dallas game and the first Philly game over a thousand yards man that is ridiculous yeah so it, I it, hope these guys come out here man and play with a little bit of pride yeah and, and I think you know if we look at all the games you know win or wins or losses throughout the season um from a defensive perspective Philadelphia is the only one that that really ran a, ran the ball on us to say they ran the ball on us is, is an understatement, right? Even Dallas on both of their wins where Washington didn't look good, I think they ran for under – definitely their running backs uh, 100% ran under 100 yards each time. I think if you throw in some of Dax's rushes, I think the second game they had over 100 yards. But they've been handling the running backs. So mm-hmm. – and, and from Philadelphia's perspective, uh, Sanders, who – Made a career, had a career day almost against us, is going to be out against Washington this week. Right, right. But again, it goes back to whether or not the the defense is going to come together, play with a little bit of pride, recognizing that uh, they're still being evaluated here, man, because a lot of a lot of big decisions have to be made in the offseason with, with, with the, uh, the uh, players. Uh, and so, so they're still auditioning, man. So again, I just hope they come out um, I don't recall. Do you know if the Giants game is in New York or in D.C.? It's in New York. It's in New yeah, York. This, this so is our last this, home game. So this is our last home game. Yes. So come out, man, and, and, and play play hard, play with pride, and at least try to give the fans something to be excited about next year. Yeah, and it is going to have a, a little bit of testament on the coaching staff, right? Because it's hard. I mean, to be honest, it's hard to keep a, you know, a bunch of players focused at this time of year. Right, you're you're out of it, and not only you're out of it, you've laid an egg the last two or three games. I mean, it, it has been ugly. Um, so to try and keep keep your focus when you know nobody thinks it's them as a player, you think it's the people around you. It's the it's it's the it's the calls that the coaches are making. It's everybody but you, and that that's kind of natural. But you know, hopefully the coaching staff can can keep everybody focused and uh, and working together as a team to to try and pull out a win here. So is that when you when you feel like it's um it's other people and not you is that why you fight 
on the sideline. <laughs> uh, you, you definitely that, get sensitive, right? You definitely get, that, get definitely you, sensitive. That you, yeah, is that why you fight on the sideline, man? Because, you know, it ain't me, man. It's what you need to do better. Exactly. And, and that's what you see, right? It, yeah. And I don't think there's anybody on Washington who is satisfied with losing, right? But, like I said, when, when things are just totally going bad, um, even though you miss a tackle or you miss a block, uh, you remember the other three or four people that missed their tackles and blocks, and you say, man, why are you guys? Yeah, I missed one, but look at all the ones that you guys are missing. You know, it, it becomes yeah. it just becomes ugly yeah. mental aspect of the game. It's just finger-pointing, right? Yeah. Everyone starts finger-pointing at, e- at each other, man, and everybody's a little hypersensitive about it. Sure. You know, a lot of these guys, um, you know, aren't used to losing, right? you know, and you come in the NFL and you think it's just going to be somewhat easy and, you know, some hard knocks, but you certainly don't think that you're just going to, you know, to take Trevor Lawrence, for example, for sure he thought, yeah, you know, we got to rebuild in Jacksonville, but you wouldn't think that you'd lose as many games as you did, right? So right. so, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a humbling experience to get to the league, man, and you, when you had success all your career. And and it doesn't quite translate to the NFL right away. So so right. I get it, I get it. But but let's get into um, I guess a couple of I don't know if you want to call them keys, but some some must dos I guess in order to try to come out of this game against Philly with a W, man. So I'll start it off, and uh, I'm going to say that probably the first thing, number one priority that needs to take place in this game is the offensive line has to get back. To blocking and giving protection to the quarterback. I agree. It just it, it just can't be a jailbreak by the defense, man. We hike the ball, and their defense is in our backfield before the quarterback can get set, before the wide receivers can get out of their breaks and run a route. The quarterback is already scrambling. We have to because if, if we can't give Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen whichever one plays, because I know they're talking about playing both. If we can't give the quarterback a chance to to go through his progressions and do what he needs to do, then this game will be over in no time. So the offensive line has got to get back to playing the way they play early in the season and playing at a Pro Bowl level as a unit and giving our quarterback a chance to to, to play back there. So protection has got to be key. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with that. That was that was one of my one of my main keys as well. And I think kind of what goes along with that is um I'm going to put a little bit of of that on Scott Turner. You need to run plays to have the defense not keen on just trying to blow through the line, Uh, whether whether it's quick out passes, whether it's slants or something that that keeps the defense uh, not just pinning their ears back and and, and coming straight at it. Um, How about about when we watch that game against Dallas and the defense is just rushing up field? Why not do some draw plays? Yeah. Do do some draw plays. That'll get that defense – I mean. Yeah, go ahead. I'll let you finish your point. Well, it, it, I don't have a rebuttal. For no, that. but it, but but it's it's you know whether it's a draw play, whether it's a screen, whether it's a, you know some quick passes, whatever it is, be prepared for that all-out blitz and rush and everything, and, and have a game plan associated with it. It seemed like the last few weeks, teams have realized that we want to run the ball, so they're just kind of doing. If if you watch even with with Dallas last week they weren't rushing just four there was times that they were but they were consistently rushing five or even six and they were daring us to to beat them you know, almost kind of like uh, not to the extreme but almost how 
the 85 Bears used to do, right? They used to bring everybody, every single play, and say, you know, let, let's see if you can uh, if you can beat us. And block everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and, and, but, but to and, your point, though, you, you, you have to – you have to make the adjustment, and, and we've been talking about this for years. Is that we, we don't we're not a team that's good at making the adjustment, recognizing and making the adjustment. And although I I will say I, I can't disagree that some of that is on Scott Turner. However, you still got to block, man. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. You, you still got to block your guy, regardless of what the play that the, the offensive coordinator has called. You still got to block. You, you still got to block Parsons. You still got to block Randy Gregory. You still got to block the Marcus Lawrence, man. It's like what they like. It's like we were not blocking. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. Like I said, I, and I'm not trying to uh, put the Dallas performance on Scott Turner because we don't know if Scott Turner's plays would have worked or didn't work because Heineke we didn't, we didn't, didn't have time. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, for sure, for sure. But I'm, I'm just trying to say, you know, if, if there's a way to, for, for, from a coaching staff and a play perspective, uh, again, because it's been three or four weeks Everybody, all the teams are bringing the house. Get prepared because teams, you know, if we had another 10 games this year, teams are going to keep on doing that until we can stop it, right? Correct. And you can expect Philly to do it this week. You can expect the Giants to do it the next week. What are you going to do as a player or as a play caller to make adjustments against that? Yep. That, 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 that's one of my, one of my points uh, tied to the offensive line. Another one that I talked about last week, and and it's been it's been killing us again at least the last two weeks, if not three weeks. Turnovers. Can okay. we have a week of zero turnovers? Dallas was the better team last week, even if we didn't turn the ball over, but our turnover didn't help us at all. Right? Uh, you okay. got you got to protect the ball. Whether you're whether you're kicking the ball, whether you're throwing the ball, whether you're running with the ball. You 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 got to secure that ball. You got to make the smart throw. You got to you know tuck it and and hold it and, and get prepared for that strip when when they go to tackle you. Zero turnovers. Got to have zero turnovers if if we're going to win. If we, if we lose the turnover battle, we will lose the game. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, another point for me is going to be on the defensive side. I'm not going to single out any particular individual, but just to say that. As a defense, we can't give up 230 yards rushing to the Eagles again. Right. Uh, you, you can replace the Eagles with any team. You give up 230 yards on the ground rushing the ball, most likely you're going to lose the game. Correct. So as a, as a defensive unit, you know, you're going to give up 200, 300 yards maybe in the game. You certainly can't give up that many. Get back to playing better. And uh, again, some guys will be back for the second week in a row, but. You have to be able to contain the rush. Right. Let let Jalen Hurts try to beat you from the pocket. Uh, it was a point that we talked about in the first game, and certainly we didn't do that. We didn't need to because they just ran the ball right. up and down the field on us. So in this case, I'm going to say stop the run once again, and I think we would have a chance because, again, what Jalen Hurts can do from the pocket is not quite the same as what he can do with his legs. So defensively, defensively, we have to not give up 200 yards rushing. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think, you know, we, we talked about, uh, you know, before the first game that we were more concerned about Jalen's legs because that was that was kind of the, the thing that breaks down plays or, or extends that uh, that drive when it's, when it's second and long, third and long, and he picks up uh, a first down with it. But he actually had a, 
uh, a good, probably again his best day throwing of the year. Uh, I think he threw for seventy-five to seventy-seven yard uh, or not yard uh, completion percentage. And mm-hmm. yeah, we got it. We got to keep him down lower. We we just got to play tougher D. Give him a little bit less time. Uh, if we can get that that rush going, I know from a linebacker perspective, uh, you know, I, part of me says you know we need to to, to throw in a blitz. Uh, a little bit more regularly against him, but a controlled blitz, right? Um, just to fill in the lane to to put more pressure on him, but not to give him a, a lane to to run. But I don't know with our linebacker situation if if that's the best call because uh, you know, some of our linebackers are not experienced starters or not experienced on the team at this point. Well, well, know? I think I think Cole Holcomb um, and Jamin Davis were both. I mean, Jamin Davis, you know, obviously before the Cowboy game had some COVID symptoms and they couldn't get his test results back. So as a precaution, they kept him out of the game, but I haven't heard whether or not he truly had COVID. Cole Holcomb has come off of the COVID list. So again, those are two starters that uh, should be back for the game that can get back to what we know, familiar with the defense, familiar with the calls and can freelance a little bit in case something breaks down. So getting those guys back would be helpful to help stop the run and also be able to, to contain um, um, Jalen Hurst in the event that he gets outside the pocket. So, right. so again, we're getting guys back, and we're, we're going to get back healthy, but you still got to be able to do your job and stop these guys on the, on the ground. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, with, with – we talked about, you know, trying to stay focused during this game. Um, if, if Washington could come out and, and win the last two games, you know, from a team perspective, from a mental perspective – going into the off season, it's easier to stay focused, right? It's just like scoring right before halftime. <laughs> I know, I know you know, halftime versus end of the season is, is different, but it, but it's something positive that you want to build on next year. Um, as opposed to going out with what could potentially be a, what five game losing streak. Uh, if we lose yeah, the next two. Yeah, I hear you, man. I, I listen, you know, been, been a fan a long time, Ken, if we go win two in a row, it'll probably help the fan base and it'll probably change the narrative in the offseason as opposed to going out the season of five games in a row. But what I've learned over the years, man, it doesn't matter what we do at the end of the season as a team. Right. It doesn't see, it doesn't seem to translate to the following season. I, I mean, I, hell, we played right. we play right. great. We played great at the end of last year, which gave the fan the narrative in the offseason. We were very, very excited about this season. And what did we do the first few weeks? We looked like crap. Yeah. So, so whatever happens at the end of the season has no bearings on what happens the following year when it comes to the Washington team. So, so it would be great, and you won't have all the negative Nancy's as a fan base if we win two in a row, but it's not going to have any impact on how this team is going to look in the next next season. So, yeah, you're right. That, you, that's the only that's the only thing. Yeah. It, it, after saying that and and you discussing that, you're you're absolutely right. Um, I guess I guess that's me in in my heart, right? Wanting to uh, to have something positive to finish the year and going into next year. But well, for sure, but but yeah, sure. It, it makes us it makes us feel good, right? You know, but it, it, but it gives us makes us feel good. Like there's something to build upon. But to yeah. your point, and and to the point I was making here, but it never seems to translate and carry over to the following season. It's yeah, like a unfortunately they hit reset. Right. And it has zero bearings of the following season. Right. Um, but do you, do you have another point? Um, I guess for, yeah, for I, this game. No, those are pretty much the the, the items that I have. Uh, 
Well, I got one more then. Okay, I got go one ahead. more. Go ahead. So the only thing, only other thing that would help us in this game is my note here says is, is don't be predictable. And this, this is a message to Scott Turner. We need to be creative on offense. Okay? Right. At this point, I don't understand. We've got two games left. We're technically out of it. So what do we got to lose, Scott? Just go for broke, man. I right. watched uh, I watched a game on Monday night with Miami. Their key guy, Jalen Waddle, they, they moved him around, put him in the backfield, put him in motion. Just all these different things to get the ball in his hands so he can go and make a play. Right. Be creative, Scott. All we do is we line Terry up and we run him out there. Put Terry in motion, man. Right. Put him in the backfield. Do do like do these things to be creative to get the ball in the hands of your playmaker, whether that's Terry, Gibson, or whoever. Move these guys around. Keep the defense guessing. At this point, man, try try some stuff you've been wanting to do all season. See right, what works. Right. No, just, I, just don't be predictable. Line up and run the play and we see what happens. Because clearly that hasn't worked this year. So do something a little bit different, Scott. So that's my other thing is to don't be predictable. And and I I want to see some creativity in that game. Well, even I think Washington has done it a few times this year. I think when we were running the ball, we we were tending to do it. But there were times where we did basically a no huddle, right? Um, We were doing a two-minute drill in the middle of the second quarter. And – Teams can't adjust. They they tend to play a vanilla defense when you're doing that because they don't they can't move players in and out. They don't know what you're doing. They're still they're trying to get themselves lined up and don't have a, a lot of time to make a lot of adjustments from a from a defensive play calling. Okay, this is this is game fifteen. I I know. I would I would venture to say that you could count on one hand the number of times that this type of thing happened that you're referring to, meaning. How many times we did some creative play? How many times we did up tempo to change the uh, keep the defense off go? You could probably count on your hand out of fourteen games the number of times we did that this season. Well, we did it a few times uh, again during our four game winning streak when we were running the ball well. No, and, I don't think they were creative. It was just that we had long drives. No, 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 not that they were over over creative, but they were doing some. Uh, getting to the line and not letting defensive teams rotate their players in. They they, they have done that a, f- a few times. They haven't done it in a while. But I'm saying, without even play calling, right? You're not even changing your play calling. You're just changing an aspect of the game to put more pressure on the defense by them not changing out. And and, and I, don't, I, don't disagree, I don't disagree with the play calling. I agree with that 100%. But... Even when you're not doing that, because you can't be, get creative on every single play, right? You, but but throughout the game, you need to, to your point, put your players in better positions, creative plays, uh, moving players scheme, around, all that scheme stuff. Scheme them open, man. Yes. Scheme them open. And we don't have a number two wide receiver, so you do something to get Terry. I don't. I don't know. Bring bring four receivers in the game and they all run out there and block for Terry. I don't care. Right. Do something to get the ball in Terry's hand. Everybody knows Terry's our best player, right? So do something to get Terry. Get him off the line, Scott. Yeah. That way he can't get jammed by the DB and get the ball in his hand and let him run after the catch. I don't know. Just do something. Right. Let him run behind you and just give him the damn ball. And let, let, let him run. Do something. Just do something different. Right. And and that's all I'm saying about this. But just be don't be so predictable. We, we don't do anything creative to get the ball in our hands. 
in, in the in the hands of our playmakers. Right. And and and, 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 yeah. and, and let me let me do one more point. Sure, go ahead. Every fan that watches our games knows that from a production standpoint, it's going to be Terry McLaurin as a wide receiver and somewhat what uh, DeAndre Carter can do. DeAndre Carter can do almost everything that that Curtis Samuel can do. Right. So give him the ball. Give him a jet sweep. I don't care. Line him up in the backfield. Do, just, just do different things. And once again, our offense looks very predictable. There's nothing... There's nothing fancy about our offense. Well, it, it goes back to, I mean, I mean, to your point there with with uh, Terry is you know there are other teams that are that are that are bad teams, but they'll have a player or two that are are studs, and they find yeah. a way of feeding them the ball, feeding them the ball, and at the end of the day, they sit there and go, man, if we had somebody to go along with X Y Z player, man, we would be something. But you see that. But you see that player caught, you know, nine passes for 127 yards. Mm-hmm. Why can't we do that? Correct. You and that's my point. To your point, exactly to your point. Terry, Terry will finish the game, and Terry had four catches for 45 yards. And it's like Terry, your best guy. Terry probably had 13 targets because yeah. we have no one else. Right. And I know I'm exaggerating a little bit, but man, there's no reason that Terry McLaurin should have an, an, a huge number of targets. You're trying to get the ball to him within reason, right? You don't want to throw away double and triple coverage, but you should. There should you should watch the game and go, man. They're certainly trying to get the ball in number 17's hand, and that's not what we see. Yeah, yep, I agree. So, so again, not be predictable and trying to get the ball in in the hands of our guys, man. And I think with that, I will feel good that uh, we can come out with, with with a victory. So, those are my key points, man. Right. Um, unless you got any more. You know, it's that it's that time. It's that time for the, uh, the most popular segment um, in the podcast land. Oh man, everybody with with Reggie being uh, remote like this, I can't see I can't see him cringe right now. <laughs> you know, I I can't see you cringe. I, I know you're cringing. I hear a chuckle. Oh, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna cringe, man. I've. Right. Uh, I, I just gotten to the point that you know people like it, and I'm all about giving the people what they want. There so if, that's, if, if, if this is what they want, we'll go with the what's your name, what's your number here. And but you, but you got a smile on your face, right? <laughs> no, it's still laughing at the ridiculousness of it. But, <laughs> but we we're here to give the people what they want, man. So so with that, with that. You want me to start it off with you? Go ahead. Go ahead, man. I'm going to give this confidence, this game, the confidence number of a seven. Wow. Okay? Wow. Give it a seven, Ken, and here's why. At the end of the day, I think this game is going to come down to pride. Okay? Okay. So at the end of the the day, we're healthier. The last home game, divisional game, we just come off a national televised butt-whooping I would like to hope that behind closed doors, these guys got their butts handed to them, and they're going to come out with pride, and they're going to play. Because, again, the Eagles is not 200 yards on the ground better. They're not four or 500 yards of offense better than we are. They beat us, no question about it. But I think all of those things together, home game, last game, pride, we got embarrassed on national television. And there's enough guys on our team in terms of captains 
and young veteran players that's going to come out and they're going to try to make a statement. Because also at the end of this thing, mm-hmm. the Eagles are still fighting for a playoff spot. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're at number seven right now. Right. And so they need this game. And we could play spoiler. And I think the guys are going to revel in that opportunity. And they're going to come out and they're going to play. And I think they're going to beat Philly at, at, in this game. So right. giving it a seven. Giving it a seven, man. Right. right. Reggie's high this year. Um, I, 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 high on your number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, let's clarify that. <laughs> and, and, and I know in, in past years, you know, when we would do our number, but obviously we weren't doing a, a podcast back then, it seemed like my numbers were typically a little bit higher than yours. But this year, you, you're definitely consistently higher than I am. Um, you're okay. either even or, or higher. I'm going to be honest with you. It's one of those things that until you see it, you don't believe it. Um, All right. I don't know that Washington can start blocking. I don't know that we can start running. I don't know that Scott Turner can call a good game. I don't know that Scott Turner can get McLaurin open. I don't know that we can't turn the ball over. Like we're, I mean, we're turning the ball over three or four times a game the last three or four weeks. A lot of players were out. The, the The positive thing is that people are healthy and back, but we still have a lot of key injuries. And with that being said, I, I'm, I'm giving it a five, and, and it's a week five. I'm going to be honest with you. It's, it, there's, 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 there's the biggest difference between our, between our numbers yet. I, I, I don't know. I, again, until I see it, I don't know that Washington has it in them. And with okay. that, and when with that, to to one of the points that you brought up, we I, I don't think other than pride, we are not playing for anything. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think during game time, I think they'll play hard. But during the week, where's their focus? You know, are are they are they uh, are they worried about Sunday or are they making vacation plans for three weeks from now? Philadelphia, on the other hand, they've won five out of six. They're in the playoff hunt. They've they've got extreme focus, right? They've got to win these last two games. Play Washington this week. They play, I believe, the Cowboys next week. As long as they're not overlooking Washington to get to the Cowboys, I don't I don't know that Washington can pull this out. But if they can do some of those things, we can we can pull it out. I, I don't disagree with that. I just don't have the confidence that Washington is there right now to be able to take care of all those things we went down our checklist. And that's why I'm at a week five. Week five, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you two more points to solidify my seven. Okay. The, I, you know, you saw the quote from Ron Rivera saying these guys are human and they're dealing with real life stuff. Sure. And you, you, you use the other word instead of stuff. Sure. So we played on a short week playing Dallas. We had a Tuesday game, short week, and then we had they had one of their players get in a car accident. Yes. So they had all this stuff, guys coming off injuries and everything. So that game against Dallas had all the makings for what, what we saw transpire. Absolutely. So now we don't have that. We, we, we're a week removed from that. There's that aspect. And then the second point I want to make is to solidify why I said seven is Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke, for whatever reason, the minute people start jumping off his bandwagon and start doubting him, he seems to always come back and play better. It has been already reported 
that Kyle Allen will play. Taylor Heineke recognizes he's not solidified and took a string hole on being our quarterback next season. And the fact that Kyle Allen is going to come this game, he's going to come out there and play, and go for broke, if you will. And Canada just be that all-out frantic guy that people fell in love with. So, I, again, man, I just think the team is going to come out and we're going to see a different team. And we're going to be, where was these guys all year? And that's why, that's why again, why I give it a seven. There's the pride. There's Taylor Heineke. There's the remove from the emotional tragic accident the week before. Um, being embarrassed on television. I think Ron is going to probably lit into these guys. You know, publicly what he said was one thing, but behind closed doors, I think he said something different. Yeah. And I just think they're going to come out and play hard, man. And they're going to try to spoil this playoff run for the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles need this game. Yeah. I, I, I talk about it, it seems like uh, every week. My number will will move up quickly dur- during the game after a couple series, right? Are, are, sure. um, are, are we moving the ball and are we stopping them? What's our, what is our focus out there? Like I said, as of right now, and I don't disagree with any points that you made, I, and, and I think your point to, to Taylor is actually a, an excellent point. You know, early on when they were struggling, people were giving Heineke a uh, – uh, a hard time, and all of a sudden, man, he he cranked it into gear, and and maybe he will also uh, th- this time. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm at a five, and, and Reggie's at a seven. Uh, I said that's that's kind of a a wide swing for you and I. There may be people that uh, have have their number lower than than us after the the three weeks that we've seen. Yep, yep, yep. Some of the knucklehead fans out there, but yeah. So, well, that's what I got, man. Yeah, that's what I got. So. So unless you got anything else, man, this is good. We'll be back together um, uh, next week yep. to do our uh, post game for the Eagles. And uh, unless you got anything else, man, that's all I got. I'll just say I want to wish, want to wish everybody a safe and uh, happy New Year. Absolutely. And and maybe at this point, man, we'll be celebrating our first victory in 2022. We'll, we'll take it if we can, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So until next time, man, I'm going to say peace out. Peace out, knuckleheads.